Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcast, putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting experts straight talk in your ear. These podcasts deliver great interviews with industry leaders and Zweig Group's three decades of invaluable research, leadership, management, marketing, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop personally, and professionally, wherever you are. Hey folks, this is Randy Wilburn with the Zweig Letter Podcast. I am here today with a, the second part of our uh, Market Sector Madness uh, podcast recording with Will Schneer. Uh, Will Schneer is the CEO of Big Red Dog, and Will and I had a chance to talk right before Thanksgiving and discuss uh, a number of factors involved with uh, the market sector approach to running a design firm as opposed to a geographic um, location-based design firm approach. And so, uh, Will had some amazing insight and some really good feedback on what he has experienced at Big Red Dog and shared it with us uh, over these last two episodes. So here's part two of that conversation. Uh, There are a lot of references to Turkey and to Thanksgiving because it was recorded right before Thanksgiving. So uh, we hope you enjoy it and uh, we would love to uh, to get your thoughts on this. And um, without further ado, here is myself and Will Schneer for part two of Market Sector Madness. Well, you know, you bring, I mean, you, you said a lot, you've said a lot of really good points about something that I'm always telling other firms about with regard to their people. And, um, you know, firms are always afraid to put people's names on their website for fear that somebody's going to take them. And I said, well, look, if people can get somebody's name off of a website and easily recruit them away, they were really never yours to begin with. And um, I think you guys are a true testament to that. And and not that you put everybody's, you know, name, rank and serial number on the website, but you're not afraid to a, you know, share, you know, information about the, the folks that you have on your team. But, you know, ultimately, if they're going to stay there, they're going to stay there no matter what anybody says to them or what anybody does. And I really like the fact that you guys do welcome people back with open arms, which you don't always find with peer firms in this industry that, you know, they take it, they take the, the, they take the onus on themselves. If, if somebody leaves, then it's a, you know, a, it's a scarlet letter. And all of a sudden that person is persona non grata in this organization. And, you know, a lot of times people just, you know, have to try, try out things for themselves. Yeah. 
to make a to ultimately make a decision. And um, you guys allow people to do that and to come back. And um, certainly, I, I really applaud you guys for doing that because unfortunately, some some firms just don't operate that way. I think if more did. You know, they would they would have people, you know, ricochet back to them at some point in time in the near future. But, you know, that just bodes well for you down the line as you grow, as you open up other offices and people understand the culture. I'd say all the time. I mean, the money is easy. When I recruit people, I always tell them, look, the, the, the money, let's just take the money off the table. Let's just say that's not the issue. The issue is culture. The issue is you waking up every morning and feeling good about what you're doing and willing to go to a place and give it 110, 120, 130% and really make a difference. That's ultimately what you want at the end of the day. And unfortunately, a lot of firms just aren't providing that type of environment. And uh, that's that's really sad, especially with all of the great projects and great work that are that's out there in the design industry as a whole, you have a good piece of that where in your neck of the woods there and and elsewhere and, and other firms are, are, are doing things similar to what you guys are experiencing in in the Texas marketplace and beyond. But you know, I tell people that there's there's all kinds of tremendous opportunities out there. It's all how you you set it up and serve it up to your people so that they understand the importance of their role and they also understand the importance of um, developing a culture that um, has some sticking power. And you guys certainly have caught that. And, you know, you also hear about firms, unfortunately, who don't want their, you know, 15, 20, 30 year guys to be going to industry events and networking events because they're worried they're going to get poached. Are you kidding me? Yeah. So you're going to send the president and a business development person to every single event and let them do all of the work. And what happens if they get hit by a bus tomorrow? The math doesn't work. Um, We, you know, not only do we want our folks out at these events, we will pay for it. And, you know, when, uh, you know, Vito Truppiano in our office goes to a real estate council event, he never just says, I'm Vito. He says, I'm Vito with Big Red Dog. And, And he mentions two brands. He mentions his own personal brand that he gets to take with him wherever he goes. And he mentions Big Red Dog. So the company benefits also, um, you know, and, and this is an information age. The more people we have out in the in the marketplace finding out what deals are getting done, you know, who's a good engineer, where, what developers new in town, uh, you know, what things are coming down the pipe at the city that we can pursue and start getting in front of them on. Um, the more tentacles we have collecting that information, the more powerful we are as an organization and the, and the better position we are in to leverage that information and and that you know that all goes with with the people aspect of the business the whole you know someone wants to resign their persona non grata walk them out the door uh your people see that um and and that's a reflection more on uh you know the leadership of the company than the person who just got walked out the door and decided to pursue another job right and you know if they can treat one person like that why not the other you know, why not me? Yeah. Uh, um, and, and so that, you know, that's not really going to work. And those people were in your company and they were in your office and they have friends there and you don't think they're going to talk about it and say, you're not going to believe how this went down when I tried to resign. Uh, you know, he's going to tell one buddy that night and the next morning, the whole team in the office is going to know the same story. Um, so it's just best to do it as transparent, you know, and as, as clear as possible. And, and, 
you know, if someone works hard for you and someone honestly thinks they have a better opportunity and they, you know, come to you with their hat in hand and, and resign, you got to congratulate them and, and thank them, you know, and, and transition the work for the benefit of the client. Um, and then ultimately you got to tell them on the way out the door that, you know, don't hesitate to come back. You know, all right. it takes a phone call or a text message to me and you can be in here on Monday. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, I think that culture of radical transparency and, and treating people the right way, um, if that's not already uh, standard operating procedure in the industry, it certainly is for, you know, the best firms to work for on your list, you know, those uh, trifecta winners at the Zweig Awards, the, you know, the LJAs of the, of the world, the WGIs, uh, you know, those type of firms, you know, Big Red Dog was on that list, though we're certainly not even, you know, close to the scale of, of an LJA or a WGI who are, who are wonderful firms. But partly they're wonderful firms because of their culture and the way they treat their people. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure they would, you know, second the things that we're talking about. Uh, you don't win these kind of awards and have this kind of growth by having a having a uh, not having a merit, a transparent meritocracy, so to speak, uh, and treating people right. You don't grow by by treating people poorly. And, and, you know, those trifecta firms are doing something right. And the reason they're leading the pack in a lot of those, you know, uh, you know, award rankings. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you. I mean that. It couldn't. I mean that's exactly the case. And and I, I, I actually I was thinking about LJA and WGI as you mentioned that. And you know you guys are along those along that line. Obviously, like you said, just not the same size, but you're getting there. And and everybody starts somewhere. And so, you know, I, I think it's just important for people to understand what their options are and what's out there available to them, especially in this industry. And so I think the young people are going to see. The, the type of environment and opportunity that you create for them and, and that they will they will certainly gravitate towards that. So I would encourage you to, to keep that up because I don't think that this industry is going to get any easier to recruit for in the next three to five years. I think there is a there is a coming reckoning that's going to happen. And some firms are going to be on the receiving end of that. And some firms are going to be uh, from a from a from a good standpoint, and some firms are, are really going to, um, you know, see things kind of dry up for them uh, when it comes to recruiting really top quality people, uh, because the industry's changing and the mindset of this new generation of, of engineers and architects is changing as well. And they're, they're starting to ask for different things that we just never heard of before. And so this idea of going out and working at one firm for the next 15 or 20 years that that's that's changing and you're not going to see it as much as you saw it with the last generation. People are just going to be looking for other opportunities. And when you can be nimble the way Big Red Dog is, I think you open yourself up to a lot of opportunities from a talent acquisition standpoint. That, you know, Randy, our, our fathers, I know the term wasn't around then, but the gig economy. Right. The concept of the gig economy would have scared the crap out of our fathers. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No access to information, no yeah. access to sources of work. Um, you know, a, a lifelong career with one employer was, you know, a product of that era. Right. This concept of the gig economy scares, you know, sub 30 something zero. Yeah. Uh, actually gets their blood flowing. Uh, and with that means they're going to have wandering eyes. And but it also means that, 
they're going to be able to evaluate opportunities critically enough to know which one's the best for them long term. Uh, and that may, you know, what's best for someone long term may change. One of my best project managers on our team that I work with left the industry for seven years to be a professional photographer um, and just re-entered the industry three years ago and joined our team and is now one of our star performers. But, wow. Um, you know, that's going to be increasingly more common. Uh, and, you know, having a market structure and six offices in Texas, the other thing that allows us to do, people have people have family changes. They have want to change where they live. Well, with six offices across a very big state in Texas, we allow people to move offices, no questions asked, and stay on the same team. Okay. And we've had half a dozen just in the last six, like once, one a month for the last six months. I think we've sent three people from Austin to uh, San Antonio. We've moved two from San Antonio back to Austin. We moved a couple from Austin to Houston. We moved one from Houston back to Austin. Um, you know, that... Uh, it, that ability to move within geographic offices and for a, a team member to be able to explore another place to live, a different culture. You know, the, you've been to all the major cities where we have offices. The culture in Dallas is starkly different from Houston, is totally different from Austin, is different from San Antonio. Um, to be able to experience those and stay with the same company, know your teammates, know your clients, know what projects you're working on, be able to make that life move without a professional change um, you know, really take some of the stress off of, of, you know, that, uh, you know, that ability to move, you know, from office to office, you know, that someone who doesn't, who moves from Austin to Houston doesn't need to quit their job, look for a new job, you know, do all that, you know, backdoor interviewing while you're trying to keep your last job. <laughs> right. Uh, it removes that part of the stress. We, you know, we trained you, we don't care where you're sitting. Remember it's the market structure. Uh, you know, I I have found, you know, as the CEO, I'm in every office quite frequently. Uh, that same ability to hop around the offices now exists at every level of the company uh, to a lesser extent, you know, more permanent extent. But, you know, someone who lives between Austin and San Antonio could spend two days a week in Austin and three in San Antonio and, and work out of both locations on the same team. It's you know, the offices in the company are set up that way now. Yeah, that's, you know, and that's amazing. That's unheard of. And, you you know, I used, I used to do a lot of work for a firm that you used to work for, Carter and Burgess. And back in the 90s, outside of the leader of a company uh, or, or of, a, of a particular office or of a, of a group, that was like unheard of. You would never see that. Uh, with your mainline engineers and architects and, you know, entry level folks, they just did not have that kind of flexibility, you know, 20 years ago in this industry. And, 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 and even still today, some firms don't uh, allow that. And so just to have that is huge. Yep. Um, Two years ago, we didn't have that. I mean, we started seeing people asking and realized we need to make this an open door thing. And yeah. Yeah. You don't have to ask. You can just tell us, I want to move to the San Antonio office in 90 days and you're there. Yeah, you know? that's you it. don't have to get new health care paperwork. You, know, you don't have to get new direct deposit paperwork. Nothing. Yeah. Just pick up your desk on Friday and it'll be ready for you on Monday in the new location. That's, uh, that's awesome. It's, it's great. That's awesome. So, well, listen, I mean, with that information and we talked a little bit about the gig economy, I'd be curious to get your take on what, what, what you – what you see in the tea leaves for 2018 as we, we kind of round out this conversation, what, what are your thoughts for, 
uh, what's going to happen, both for Big Red Dog, but also at, at a larger level for the industry? Uh, I think the, the big word is cons- consolidation for me. I think you're going to see a lot more merger and acquisition activity. The work is not uh, difficult to find right now, and I don't want to seem you know overly optimistic about the economy because you know one wrong tweet by at POTUS could could derail <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, and, and the you know the whole stability of of the Middle East is in question, and, and the Korean Peninsula. Um, you know, we have tax reform and immigration up in the air, but assuming nothing happens, <laughs> right. uh, you remain in gridlock and nothing changes and, and it remains as is. I think you're going to continue to see, uh, you know, population growth, uh, low unemployment in Texas. We've got record population growth, record low unemployment. Um, you know, so layer on those two things. Uh, Texas is a one-sixth of the United States GDP right now, uh, and American universities are graduating fewer engineers. Cities and counties and states are enacting more stringent and stringent legislation and ordinances every day that makes our job as engineers tougher. Budgets are getting more constrained, uh, more creative. You know, you see a lot of public private partnerships doing uh, transportation work right now. Um, The work is there. The talent is not. And the only way short of fixing an immigration system, which I don't anticipate will happen in the next decade, frankly, is going to be through consolidation and technology Um, because the work has to get done. The highways have to get designed. The bridges have to get designed, you know, all the way down to the subdivisions and the condo buildings and the apartment complexes. They have to get designed by a professional engineer. And there's so much work and so few people to do it that consolidate. It's going to be addressed through consolidation, M&A activity and technology. And unfortunately, that's the way it's going to be. Um, you know, who, who's best to bring these new technologies into our firm? It's the under 30 set. It's that millennial set that's grown up with email and grown up with the internet and technology doesn't scare them. So that's, that's only one prong. Uh, but you, you already see it with consolidation everywhere. What are there? Half a dozen deals announced every week in this industry alone? It seems like it, yeah. And, and it continues to grow. And I, like I said... We closed on one last week that we're going to announce the Monday after Thanksgiving. Uh, and we've got several more you know, in the pipeline um, that we're looking at. That's not unique to Big Red Dog. You know, We're a small player in the M&A game hoping to get bigger. The, the you know, four or five, 700 person firms and up all have you know a whole deal pipeline and a whole team looking for that deal pipeline, and you just you can justify a lot of it through uh, the need for you know acquisition talent. Uh, the need to get the talent period uh, will drive some of this acquisition activity. What the the jargon is acquire. Acquire. I like that. I like that. The people. Just to service the clients you have, not necessarily the clients in the firm you're buying. Um, so it's, you know, I think you're going to see that as the two defining trends uh, in 2018, assuming the economy stays strong. You know, a, a catastrophic event in the economy could loosen up the labor market a lot. Yeah. yeah. And then winners and losers much more starkly than, you know, big winners and, and slow deaths for the firms that aren't 
progressing. Right, right. No, <laughs> that 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 yeah, that makes perfect sense, and I I agree with you wholeheartedly. It certainly doesn't make our job as recruiters any easier. I just think that. Um, People just need to be a lot more creative about how they approach individuals. And you have to have something worthwhile to approach them about. It's not the, you know, oh, I've just got a new opportunity for you. It's something you should consider. But you've really the approach has to be a lot different. And our approach has has drastically changed from the way that we recruited in in the past. And so uh, whether you're recruiting or whether you're just, you know, just doing business development, you've got to you've got to be thinking of things from a different perspective and you've got to take a different tact and approach to it because times are changing. And uh, if you don't change with them, uh, you will become increasingly irrelevant. (laughs) That's right. That's right. (laughs) That is there's a whole lot of truth to that. As, as engineers, you know, architects are a little better than engineers um, in terms of adapting to change and adapting to technology. But engineers are risk averse. They don't want to be, you know, in a leading position. They want to be a, you know, perhaps a not late adopter, but, you know, not an early adopter either. Right, and, right, you know, right. Certainly on the cutting edge. And, you know, one of the firms that I respect a lot, I won't say their name so that the listeners don't beat a path through their door and, and raise the price. But, you know, one of the firms I admire a lot has done a whole lot in virtual reality site visits and virtual reality site tours and building tours. So if I'm sitting with a client in a conference room, I can take them immediately to the project site um, with the Oculus goggles and look at you know, look at what we're talking about, not just look at some still photos or some cell phone camera video. Um, and I think, you know, if not 2018, that's going to be a full blown, uh, you know, that's going to be as important as Revit was, you know, for MEP and structural engineers three years ago. That's going to be as important for civil engineers by 2020. Uh, that if you're not doing that, you're not getting the best deals in town because, uh, you know, that's one way technology will help the labor shortage. If I can, you know, avoid multiple hours in the car going to a site, if I can virtually be at the site from my conference room, imagine how powerful that's going to be. That's going to be huge. That's going to be huge. From a marketing perspective, from a production perspective, you know, you can have the structural engineer looking at the member in two seconds instead of waiting, you know, three days for him to get out there. Um, you know, and you can have the, you know, the mechanical engineer seeing the conflict in the field in real time, you know, without the need to have a drawing or a picture or a site visit or have your construction guy go out there and try to diagnose it. Um, you know, it's, you know, Balfour Beatty and some of the other big contractors are, are moving into that type of technology. And, you know, you layer on top of the talent shortage, the, the P3 partnerships. If we want to get into public infrastructure in a, in a big way, partnering with general contractors who take advantage of technology and make investments in technology that match the investments we're making, it's a way to, to support our contractor partners so they can do a better job, charge less, win more work, make better profit for their people. And we can do a better job supporting them as engineers and accomplish the same list of wants for us, namely a better project, better compensation for our people and everything else quicker, you know? Yeah, absolutely. uh, That's, that's something I'm really excited about. You know, I think we're going to have, you know, VR consults, you know, 
get your man Sanjay. Don't you feel like you're cheating on Sanjay today here? I thought the next time <laughs> have, have Sanjay. Yeah, I need I need to get him out here. I try to I try to I try to ex- with a contractor. <laughs> yeah, I try to expose him as much as possible to different things. And and lately we've we've done a number of episodes where he and I have talked and certainly I need to get him on a uh I have to figure out how I can do that with this Skype. Uh, so that all of us can be participating at the same time. So I'm sure there's there's a way to do that. So, but uh, but man, Will, I really appreciate this. I know you're taking some time off to be with family this week for obvious reasons. So just the fact that you would take some time to to be with us on the on the podcast and um, just kind of share your insights and thoughts, um, not just on the market sector approach to to running your firm, but just. And you know where you see things happen, where you th- where you see things going in the design industry in the near future. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do that, and I, I can't thank you enough. Uh, not only that, that you guys are a friend of this firm, and and we work together, obviously, but just for what you're doing and kind of setting the standard in the industry, because I think a lot of firms could could learn from what Big Red Dog is doing, and I think that that a lot of firms will learn in the very near future. They won't even have to worry about reading it in a textbook because they'll be able to see it on Instagram and they'll be able to see it on Facebook Live and and listening to this podcast to kind of see what you guys are doing differently because we don't have to wait for things to be memorialized uh, and written in stone uh, before we understand exactly what's happening. We can actually see it right in front of our own eyes. So um, that's that's, that's pretty exciting. And, you know, Mark has been talking about this in the TZL for 20 years. Um, you know, I don't know that we're doing anything that Mark hasn't written about on his blog that was, you know, in the management A to Zweig book, you know, that three inch thick book sits on everyone's desk in our office. And, <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, if you actually read every one of those posts and do one percent of them, you know, you'll you'll pass Big Red Dog because the advice is there. You just got to yeah. do it. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I've always been an admirer of Mark's business theory as it relates to the industry and and being able to work with your team on that has been very rewarding. I've got, I've got the Bible here. <laughs> I've got it. I've got it right here for, for everybody's edification so they could see it. So this is a, this is an amazing book and it. definitely, yeah. yeah, it's definitely worth getting. Thank you for that. That was a, that was an unpaid uh, sponsor uh, for, for, for the management from A to Z. I, I've always said, this is, I always say this in jest, but I'm kind of serious. If there was some way we could hack into Mark's brain and just take out all of his knowledge over the 38, 39 years that he's been in the design industry. And like you said, if you just do one, two, three percent of that, you will have a level of success that, you know, few firms will ever scratch the surface of um, just because there's so much good information. And that's not to tout our own horns, but I mean, this guy has forgotten more than most people will know. So um, certainly is helpful. And you guys are a living testament to that with your success and the advice that you've taken from him and and used it to grow. So I certainly applaud you for that. And again, thank you so much for, for, for coming on the podcast. And I really appreciate it. Um, And, you know, tell, tell the little guy, we appreciate him being on the podcast as well. So (laughs) like I said, we are a family friendly podcast. So we take, all we take all comers so it's all good uh, good well thank you for having me and and the whole crew happy thanksgiving to the whole crew there in Fayetteville and and where you may be dispersed this uh holiday week and and uh congratulations on a great 2017 for you guys and uh, you know thanks for letting us be a part of your success too absolutely uh, absolutely and, and, 
Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, folks, we have changed the game when it comes to offering you a free copy of the Zweig Letter. Now, we are just giving you a free annual digital subscription to the Zweig Letter. That's right. You heard it. Free. Just visit ZweigGroup.com and sign up. No special links or landing pages or anything required uh, for you to sign up and get this free digital subscription. Our gift to you is a free weekly copy of the best newsletter in the design industry. And if you'd like to sign up your whole company for free, just email us and we'll take care of the rest. As a reminder, all Zwei Group media programs like this one are available in both podcast and in some cases video format free for download on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube, just to name a few places. A link to all of this information, including contact information for our guests, will, will be in our show notes. And we'd love it if you'd go to iTunes or wherever you tune into the show and give us a five-star rating and share this link with a friend. Remember, sharing is caring. I'm Randy Wilburn, and you've been listening to Zweig Group Media, part of Zweig Group. Remember, we exist to make you more successful. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter podcast episode. If you want more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about M&A, strategic planning, HR, and marketing your firm, subscribe now to the digital version of the Zweig Letter free of charge. Just visit thezweigletter.com slash subscribe and leave your email address. Your free subscription will begin immediately.